0: Start your free trial by going to luminary.link slash note to self or download the Luminary app for free.
1: Listener supported. WNYC Studios.
2: Hello, friend. This is an episode of Note to Self, but from when we used to be called New Tech City. Same good content, just the old name. Enjoy.
0: I have some Friends that have made the jump too, and they're loving it. No back, it.
2: You are eavesdropping on perhaps the nerdiest conversation about electric cars in America.
1: Um, and, and what is the range? If you fully charge, you get about 260 miles. That's great. That's great. Yeah, and, they, and how are they doing with that network? The the superchargers are up. There's uh, I think five in the state right now. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you have to plan out your route a little bit, though. A little. Yeah. You got to make sure. But it mean,
2: no, really. This, no. this living room is smack dab in the middle of a neighborhood with the highest concentration of electric cars in the country.
0: And we all have
3: solar, so we charge them with our solar. And-
1: yeah, they're, they're solar cars. We
2: like the backup gasoline on the Bolt. It, it gives an
1: extended range. She gets bad range anxiety. So we're not we're not gonna keep the leaf. We're probably gonna go for a fusion or something else. Whatever we can afford as soon as the yeah. leaf leases up. All right.
2: It's New Tech City. I'm your host, Manush Zamarodi, and this is a place called Miller. It's actually spelled M U E L L E R Mueller. But whatever. It's in the suburbs of Austin, Texas.
0: Well, come on in. Banjo, guy. Hey. Hey. This is so nice. Thank you. Water, wine, whiskey. Oh, it's
2: so sweet. (laughs) And that's me crashing this little get-together in the living room of Kathy Sokolik and her husband, Mike Sears. I'm over to see how they and their neighbors live, because they're not just obsessed with electric cars. So... We can see that, like, something is in a cycle here. What do you think that is? That's my refrigerator. Oh, look at your refrigerator. I know, it just goes and goes. They are obsessed with all things energy-consuming. And as we sit on the couch with a beer and the cat, Kathy shows me various displays on her laptop. And what's going on here? Like, we have some major spiking happening. Mm-hmm. Is that just as simple as, like, I don't know, you use the microwave? Yep. She and her neighbors are tracking their homes and how much electricity they use as part of an experiment called the Pecan Street Project. This is life on the smart
0: grid. So this is the microwave here. We, okay. were, we were making um, lunch and then lots of other things have been on. We've, um, we have a little Keurig coffee maker, so it spikes a little bit every now and then. Um, the television's been on kind of in the afternoon, so it's a little bit higher than normal. Everyone here keeps
2: tabs on their every air-conditioned moment, from waking up and zapping oatmeal in the microwave to watching the latest episode of Game of Thrones. Kathy and Mike and their neighbors are trying to save the planet one refrigerator at a time.
0: One day I was looking at it, and... I was like, there's something wrong with my refrigerator. I have a picture of it here because I thought it was so fascinating. It just started cycling really, really quickly. It's like, Mm -hmm. Uh instead of it's normal. (sighs) Uh So I immediately went to the refrigerator because I was freaking out. Something's wrong with the refrigerator. And there was a little piece of ice stuck in the ice maker. So I opened it, I dislodged it, and everything went back to normal. How'd you feel when you did that? Uh, Like stud. Stud.
2: Instead of a busted ice maker and needing to replace an entire refrigerator, Kathy just got the ice cube out before the motor burned through. She caught it in time. And that ice cube is just one tiny little piece of data. The meters connected to these 700 homes collect the same amount of data as a regular utility would with 2 million people. Because the sockets here send updates every 60 seconds. Seriously big data. But it's the little moments, like with the ice cube. That's what's changing how the residents of Miller behave. Turning them into kilowatt penny pinchers and maybe making them slightly neurotic. Have you ever looked at this and thought ah, I need to do something different or what happened here? Why were we using so much electricity?
0: All the time and um, my poor husband sometimes I'll be like what did you do (laughs) when you were home today? I was just, you know watching TV or whatever and So you kind of have to get over that mentality and just live your life and realize that you want to make sacrifices. You want to do the best thing you can for your energy use, but you also have a standard of living that you want to keep and uphold. So
2: You're not getting competitive with your neighbors? Like, who can use the least energy on a Tuesday or something? Oh, we totally get competitive.
0: And as you can hear,
2: there's also kind of a big brother element to it. Living in a house where your appliances could betray your comings and goings.
0: Oh my poor husband! I, I get to track him and his energy use. It's kind of weird. Oh, you are as well. I heard. You oh, I know. Much TV. <laughs> I know. Poor Mike. I? Like, we. I don't want him to use the oven in the summer because it's too hot. You know, oh, it's oh. or the spring. It's not really the spring either. When it gets really, when it starts getting really hot outside, it affects. It definitely affects the heat of the house, and so sometimes he'll be home, and I'll be like, "Did you? Did you use the oven?" Yeah, I made a pizza, and I'm like, not during the summer, but I have to I have to let it go. Cause sometimes it's convenience. So, so she can basically track your movements, Mike, depending on your energy usage. Like,
2: she knows what you're up to. Yeah.
1: She, she can track my carbon footprints.
2: Kathy has turned her energy consumption into a hobby, a personal challenge. But could all of us live this way, thinking about our every kilowatt? It would be amazing
0: if everyone had this technology because it really does help you see what your home is doing and how you're using energy, uh, what you can do to save energy or save water, save gas. It's really, it's not just for the planet, it's also for your pocketbook.
1: Those little black and white uh, wires, those are connecting to individual circuits, and that feeds the data into here. And then there's an internet feed that then takes it out to the customer's internet router.
2: And there is an Oz, a man with a heavy Texas accent behind the proverbial curtain, running this ambitious attempt to gather the most data ever on how everyday people use energy.
1: If you look out the window off to my left, it's almost like, where's of solar panels?
2: Brewster McCracken is a dashing former lawyer and councilman. He ran for mayor of Austin a few years back, but lost. And now his lust is for tracking home energy rather than local politics.
1: The reassuring thing for me, at least, is it feels like a totally normal home. The interesting thing is you walk into this totally normal home, and it's not obvious to you that you know half of the home's electricity is being provided by rooftop solar panels. And it's not obvious to you that... They have a plug in their garage that powers their electric car.
2: In Brewster's vision of the future, we all use our smartphones to manage all the appliances and utilities in our homes.
1: There used to be a thought that we would all have some sort of in-home dashboard device, and then someone woke up one day and said, wait, we do, and that's called our mobile phones. Smartphones are are our personal dashboard of anything, and so... The whole idea of having dedicated devices in the home is kind of, I think, pretty much fizzled out.
2: The project started in 2008 when Brewster began talking clean energy economic development with various Austin City agencies, the University of Texas, and Austin Energy, the local publicly owned utility. And the names they came up with for their experiment, PowerNet, FutureGrid, they sounded corporate and ridiculous. So they went with the Buchanan Street Research Project, naming it after a downtown Austin thoroughfare and symbolizing a link between the city's economic past and future.
1: We wanted to find out what real people wanted, so we focused on homes. But what we've really seen is that the impact of the technology overwhelms the impact of behavior large-scale. Having a more efficient air conditioning system and having better rooftop insulation has a far greater impact than trying to adjust people's behavior.
2: But they don't just look at the data in their small, modern, and efficient headquarters. They test out how power companies could change the way they operate when people's appliances can talk to each other, and a smartphone alert can help residents make micro-decisions.
1: And that'll tell them, you know, something on that shouldn't be on. Uh, Like, did I leave the oven on? Or or, or, are lights turning on at 3 in the afternoon when no one's supposed to be home? Uh, But also, am I on track to blow through my water budget or electric budget for the month, particularly rates that have those big tiered increases? Being able to give you an early alert will make a positive impact for folks.
2: So they've learned things like which way to place the solar panels. The South might get more energy total, like you were just thinking. But if you aim the solar panels west, you get an energy surge in the afternoon when people are actually home and need it.
1: In this era of cloud computing, it is possible now to understand better and shape the future because you can actually have the data to make a decision off of.
2: And the power companies are paying for this information and all the data coming into every socket here so they can plan for the future. They want to know if everyone ends up getting an electric car, can they handle new energy demands, or do they need new power lines? Maybe they should offer a discount for people
1: who charge their car at 2 in the morning. They can
2: test their ideas out here.
1: The things that are paradigm shifting are typically not obvious, and they don't require a whole lot of hands-on technology use, which is important because any product that requires People have to make a lot of decisions on how to use a piece of technology, uh, run the risk of the old flashing VCR clock syndrome. Uh-huh. We've been a little skeptical, most of us, myself included, uh, on behavior change, just because it is very hard to change entrench patterns of our lives.
2: It's hard to get people to turn down the A.C. and just use a fan. That's not a tech issue, but information? That can be powerful.
1: The next part of that, though, is... Letting people know how much electricity their air conditioning is using, but it's not that interesting to people. But if you get an alert, you know, once every year this says, hey, there's a maintenance issue, or like if you're at work during the day and your air conditioner dies on you and it automatically gets detected by the app, you could call the air conditioning repair company while you're at work and, you know, not sweat through dinner or go to sleep. That's a big part of the equation is, you know, what happens when new technologies and human behaviors intersect?
2: Socket by socket, switch by switch, Brewster is collecting and analyzing and anonymizing so he can advise power companies on how to build the smart grid for everyone, eventually. In terms of paying their bills, does the company still come and look and they read the meter and they send them a bill still? No, it, nothing it works, has the, changed.
1: It works the classic old-fashioned way still.
2: Ah, the old-fashioned way. In a minute, we'll meet a lovely retired couple who have absolutely no time for it. Dennis and Carol Mick's main hobby is using less energy.
3: You get a kick out of knowing what you're doing.
1: New Tech City is supported by LegalZoom. If you've been thinking about starting your own business, LegalZoom can help you do it. Learn more about DBAs, LLCs, incorporation, trademarks, and other ways to protect your business and assets at LegalZoom.com. LegalZoom provides self-help services and can connect you with an attorney, but they're not a law firm. Enter technology in the referral box at checkout for a special discount for New Tech City listeners. Hover, helping you get the best domain names along with all the tools and support you need to manage them. When you want to get your ideas on the internet, Hover will help you find the right domain name to personalize your blog, business, portfolio, or cat videos. For 10% off your first purchase, go to hover.com and type in the promo code DATA.
2: We're back, visiting the energy-obsessed Miller community in Texas. That's part of an eco-experiment called the Pecan Street Project. <laughs> hey, <a> <it> wasn't you. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe you're thinking, I turn off the lights, I'm energy aware, and I don't need to live in a special community for that. Is it? Well, I put that to Dennis and Carol Mick, that friendly
3: retired couple here. Turn off lights, close refrigerators, and keep your front door closed if the air conditioning's on or the heat's on. Now, if somebody hears you say that, be like, well,
2: my mom's been telling me that, you know, since I was little. were you born
3: in a barn? Yeah, Yeah, right, were you born in a barn? Well, maybe your mom knew something, you know? (laughs) But is there something different now, now that we can
2: quantify it now that we have the data is does that change all those old cliches or they feel like
3: cliches close the door you know
2: wear a sweater don't turn up the heat you know exactly
3: well i think it substantiates them i think they were probably more money focused than planet focused when our mom said it but when we say it 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 means a whole lot more than just the electric bill is going to be a little lower if you close the door it means you know the whole carbons emitted and and impact on the environment changes if you are conservative in what you do and so we've always known to
2: turn off the lights but carol mick she knows exactly what each light costs and wastes small as that seems it matters to her
3: i've got all the lights on now normally i don't have all the lights on you Thank know. you. It was in our honor, <laughs> in our honor all the lights <laughs> yeah, are on. It was in your honor and because <laughs> lighting is better. But, you know, we, we have tools available to us that other people don't.
1: And because we're able to see that feedback on the, uh, on the e-gauge system, we can actually make adjustments. And before that, we didn't know what it cost to run the big screen TV, what it cost to run the, uh, the refrigerator and things like that.
3: We used to leave the TV on just because it was background noise. Now we don't. If we're watching TV, we watch TV. If we're not sitting here watching TV, we turn it off.
2: The most important thing to the mix? Using their retirement to be part of a model community to show the world that this kind
3: of self-awareness is what it takes to use less energy. When you see articles in the news and um, you hear that they're watching Miller everywhere in the world. China's watching what we're doing. And... Being a part of that makes you really feel like you could make a difference. And that's kind of the biggest thing you get to do in life. Okay, we're wrapping up. And this might feel like it's
2: coming out of nowhere. But I feel I should mention, even with the compost girl riding by on her compost collection bike, Miller has kind of an unreal feeling. There doesn't seem to be much diversity here everyone is pretty well off, well off enough to bother tracking their energy use as opposed to just worrying about keeping the lights on. And we aren't saying that this project is going to save the future. But the people here are figuring it out. They're figuring out what the future could look like. And that is worth paying attention to. They truly care. And as you heard, they're welcoming and funny about living life on the smart grid. And we are grateful to them for their hospitality. We've got a great video so you can see what the Miller community, Brewster, McCracken, and all the neighbors, including the mixed dog, what they look like. It's worth checking out at newtechcity.org. Next week, we'll hear how my sleep experiment turned out. And we'll talk about tech addiction, like serious can't stop playing video games or checking Instagram life damaging
1: addiction. I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. It's 1.30. I have to go to bed. I'll just play one more game. And I go play again. And then it's 2 o'clock. It's like, well, at this point, I'm going to be exhausted tomorrow no matter what. So I might as well play again.
2: And of course, a fun solution that that guy coded up for himself. Thanks for listening. I'm
3: Manoush Samarodi, and this is New Tech City. If we're not sitting here watching TV, we turn it off.
1: And turn on public radio.
3: And turn on public radio. For sure. Radio is the future. (laughs)
1: Now you're just sucking up. (laughs)